Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Here is your host, Mike Dendero. Are you ready? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. This is episode 314. I'm your host, Mike De Niro, and today we have a super stacked show for you. We're talking all about the news and notes going on in the wrestling world right now, and there's a lot to talk about. But first, shout out to all my Wrestling DeLorean passengers. If you don't already, follow on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, follow on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, and follow on Twitter slash X at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Like I said, we got a lot to talk about, so let's get into the Super Stacked show right now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for allowing me into your routine like you will do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Now, before I get into the show, I I did break some news this past week on the social medias, and that was the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast will not be the only podcast in the Wrestling DeLorean family because starting next Thursday, one week from tomorrow, November 9th, we're going to be... Dropping a new podcast that is going to be a separate podcast from the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. And it will be Total Nonstop DeLorean. It is a history podcast about TNA wrestling. I chose to do a full podcast on the history of TNA and not just to make it a part of the Wrestling DeLorean because, truth be told, TNA... Saved my fandom from professional wrestling back in 2002. I remember when my father ordered the very first NWA TNA Wednesday pay-per-view. I instantly fell in love with the product. I instantly wanted to learn more about guys like AJ Styles, guys like Christopher Daniels, guys like The Amazing Red, guys like America's Most Wanted. And I saw some familiar faces that I haven't seen in a long time, guys like Jeff Jarrett. Guys like Scott Hall, guys like Sting, guys like, the list goes on and on. The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. And as I continued to watch TNA Wrestling, I fell more and more in love with it. So, why make TNA just another part of the Wrestling DeLorean podcast when I could fully indulge in the history of TNA by giving it its own show? So, every Thursday... Check out the Total Nonstop DeLorean podcast, available on all social medias, available on all streaming platforms for a history of TNA wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, that means now there is three podcasts in the Wrestling DeLorean family. You could check out Raw Doggin' with De Niro. Download Raw Doggin' with De Niro for a live watch along on Monday Night Raw every single Monday. Download Total Nonstop DeLorean every Thursday for your TNA history lesson, and of course, the flagship show three times a week. Download the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Shout out to all my Wrestling DeLorean passengers. I appreciate you all. It's because of you I'm able to expand and have more than just one show. I could have three shows, and it's because all the love and support of my Wrestling DeLorean passengers. So thank you so much for always riding with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Now let's get into the news and notes because there's a lot that I have yet to talk about. And I want to start with Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory pay-per-view from two weeks ago. This show was absolutely fantastic. And I gotta say, 
I felt horrible that I didn't talk about the show when it happened. Unfortunately, we had some technical issues. I needed a new mic. I had no computer. Guess what? All that's changed. I mean, obviously, you're hearing me right now. But the big news that came out of a stellar, stellar, stellar Bound for Glory pay-per-view, which included a match of the year contender when Will Ospreay stepped into the ring with the speedball Mike Bailey. But big news came at the end of the show when it was announced that Impact Wrestling is going back to TNA, the original name, with the original logo, starting in January of 2024 with the Hard to Kill pay-per-view. Now, I will be lying if I say that that announcement from TNA did not inspire me to create the Total Nonstop DeLorean podcast, because it definitely did. It brought back memories and made me want to go back and watch. And it made me remember why I loved TNA Wrestling. The X Division. The Knockouts. The Stacked Heavyweight Division. The emphasis on in-ring action. The emphasis on tag teams. There was a lot to love about the glory years of TNA. I was not the biggest fan of TNA when Hulk Hogan came in. But, I mean, I I still watched. But, boy, from 2002 to 2009, TNA was something absolutely special. TNA was offering a true alternative. You know, with all due respect to AEW, with all due respect to any company that says that they're an alternative to the WWE, TNA was truly an alternative. TNA, yes, they had their wacky storylines here and there. Yes, they had their goofy shit. Yes, they had their LOL TNA moments. But you turn on WWE, you see a four-sided ring. You turn on TNA, you see a six-sided ring. That is different. You turn on WWE, you may see at the time... Most of the roster wrestling the same style. And then you turn on TNA and you see the X Division and your mind is blown. You see innovative match concepts that have never been done before like the Ultimate X. So TNA truly was an alternative. I definitely felt when Hulk Hogan came in, they tried to become WWE light or they became WWE light. But like I said, from 2002 to 2009, the spirit of TNA was enough for me to continue my wrestling fandom. So I am super excited to see Impact Wrestling going back to TNA. I thought personally, Impact Wrestling was a shitty, shitty name. I feel like if you were going to... I feel like, first of all, this is long overdue. Impact Wrestling loves to live off the nostalgia of their history. They have a whole video library that you could check out at Impact Plus. And on Impact Plus, the whole video library is paying tribute to TNA. So for them to change the name to Impact Wrestling to, you know, rebrand itself, it just didn't make sense to me. The history is not behind Impact Wrestling. The history was behind TNA. Yes, 
it fell out of uh, the favor of the fans, especially when they merged with Global Force Wrestling, especially when you had Billy Corgan become the president and then leave like a month later and then sue the company when Dixie was, you know, basically more detrimental to the product. It became, you know, different, but it's still a product that has a lot of positive history. It's still a product that had a lot of megastars. Kurt Angle in his prime was in TNA. AJ Styles in his prime was in TNA. Samoa Joe in his prime was in TNA. Christian Cage won his first title in TNA. Sting returned to wrestling and showed that he could still do it and is still doing it to this day, but it was the confidence that TNA gave him that allowed him to do what he does today. And that's not me just saying that. In interviews, Sting has actually said that without TNA, he wouldn't have had the confidence to step back in the ring. He would have just rode off into the sunset in 2005. So for a company like that to not honor that history, it, it was weird. It was a shame. So I'm so glad that Impact Wrestling is going back to TNA. Impact Wrestling slash TNA is a company that I hold near and dear to my heart. Because of the reason I said earlier, I remember watching those Wednesday week pay-per-views with my father and just, you know, learning about new guys that I've never seen before while also seeing guys who I haven't seen in a while. You know, watching some of my favorite ECW guys come in and mix it up with guys who I never would imagine them wrestling. I remember a match between the Sandman and AJ Styles. Like, where else would you see a matchup between the Sandman and AJ Styles? TNA was like a melting pot of everything I loved in the 90s. All in one. So, I'm truly, truly excited for TNA to be returning. The Bound for Glory pay-per-view was absolutely amazing. So, they are riding high momentum right now. And I think come January for Hard to Kill, I think TNA is going to be at a whole new level. A whole nother stratosphere. And I'm going to book my seatbelt and come along for the ride because I'm truly excited. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back from this commercial break, we're going to be talking all about tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite, which went off the air legit about a half hour ago. So stay tuned. We have a lot to talk about when we come back from this commercial break, y'all. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. AEW Wrestling went off the air about a half hour ago, and I thought it was a pretty damn good show. And I'm going to tell you why. I, I, I definitely think that they're improving a lot in the story development and having a story play out throughout the episode, which is something that we don't typically see from AEW. I'm going to talk about it right now. The cool thing about this episode was they started it out with a story with MJF looking for a tag team partner or looking for three tag team partners for the main event. And they let it play out throughout the show. You, you went on a journey with MJF as he went to look for his partners. And I, I thought that that was really cool because something I've been complaining about from AEW for a long time is 
There is no beginning, middle, and end to their show. There is no story that plays out throughout the show. Usually you have a segment, and it's an isolated segment. No matter if it's the world championship story, whether it's the TV or the uh, TNT championship story, whether it's the international championship story or the women's championship story, you usually have isolated segments, and that's what comprises the show. And even though sometimes that works, when you just have a hodgepodge of just segments and matches, it's hard to really keep your attention. So for AEW to try something new tonight, I thought was really cool. And I, I applaud them for it because it's something I've been asking for for a long time. So I think AEW needs to do this more often. Have the show start out with a story that's going to be the theme of the night and let it play out throughout the night. So when you hit that main event, you are at a crescendo for the story. MJF needed partners. MJF doesn't have many friends. The one friend he has is injured. So MJF had to go looking in a locker room that hates him. And I like this because we got about three or four different segments of MJF looking for partners and failing. until so the final one where he finally got his partners with the acclaimed and it led us right into the main event very nicely. This was something that I definitely enjoyed. I, I also enjoyed the in-ring action, especially that opening matchup between Claudio and Orange Cassidy. Now, for people who don't know, this reminded me a lot of Chikara because you had Claudio Castagnoli, who was a Chikara alumni, Versus Orange Cassidy slash Fire Ants, who was a Chikara alumni. The referee was Bryce Rensberg, who was a Chikara alumni. So Chikara was running wild in the main in the opening matchup here for AEW. And Claudio and Orange Cassidy put on a damn good matchup. Claudio coming up on the losing end, but leading to the return of John Moxley, who beat the utter shit out of Orange Cassidy, and we're going to be getting a rematch of Orange Cassidy and John Moxley at Full Gear, which I'm excited for because the last time they fought at Wrestle Dream, no, it wasn't Wrestle Dream. They they fought at uh, All Out. It was a hell of a matchup. I think that this matchup is going to top that. A lot more story going into this one. A lot more intensity going into this one. Intensity leading, intensity coming from the injury of Brian Danielson, and that's something I want to talk about. Brian Danielson announced that this was his last year as a full time wrestler, but Brian Danielson is once again injured and put on the shelf. Last week, we had a dream taxi match where Brian Danielson teamed up with Claudio Castagnoli to go against Okada and Orange Cassidy, and during that matchup, Orange Cassidy hit an orange punch, and Okada hit a Rainmaker, and the word was Brian Danielson has a fractured orbital bone in his eye. And at first, I was hoping this was storyline because Brian Danielson just came from a fractured forearm, and then before that, he came from a concussion. So Brian Danielson's been having injury after injury after injury after injury, so I was hoping that this one at least was storyline, but it came out in the Wrestling News Observer that this was not storyline. This is true. Brian Danielson's back on the shelf until the end of the year with a fractured orbital bone. A, a 
injury that he actually had before in Ring of Honor when he faced Takashi Morishima and Morishima fractured his orbital bone. And unfortunately, it's the same one. I don't know how many times you can fracture an orbital bone before you go blind. God forbid. But this is a very severe injury. So that leads me to think, if this was Brian Danielson's last year and Brian Danielson can't go more than a month without getting injured, is it unfortunately time for one of the greatest wrestlers of all time to hang up the boots? It's just sad. Like, There's nobody I love to watch more in the ring than Brian Danielson. But at this point of his career, he's wrestling at such a high level and such an intense level that it's leading to injuries. His body is not able to keep up with the style he's trying to wrestle. So it's going to be very interesting to see what Brian Danielson's next move is. I, I, I doubt Brian Danielson ends it like this. I know that he would want nothing more than to end it on his terms. But I just wish Brian Danielson a speedy recovery. And speaking of people ending it on their terms, I didn't even talk about the icon Sting who announced that he will be retiring at Revolution 2024, which led to Tony Khan giving Sting a surprise last week, which was the debut of the nature boy Ric Flair. Ric Flair is in AEW, and I'm, I'm really happy. I thought it was going to be a one-time appearance, but apparently... Ric Flair is going to be in AEW through next March, I believe, when Sting finally retires with uh, Revolution. So a lot of cool things going on right now in AEW, a lot of fun things. And I think that it's, you know, a, a good time to be a fan for professional wrestling because not only is AEW really fun to watch, but WWE has been super fun to watch. And speaking of super fun to watch, we have a freaking PLE. We got it. Crown Jewel this Saturday in Saudi Arabia. Main evented by LA Knight versus Roman Reigns. So much good shit in professional wrestling right now. I just want to hop on here real quick and talk about, catch up a little bit on the news that I have not been able to talk about the last couple weeks. But definitely, I am going to be here full time now. I'm super excited for where the WWE is going, for where AEW is going, and for where wrestling in general is going. So make sure you keep it locked and loaded here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'll be back here on Friday with another episode. We'll be back on Monday with Raw Doggy with De Niro. And make sure you tune into the debut episode of Total Nonstop DeLorean next Thursday, November 9th. It's going to be absolutely impactful. No pun intended. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all for today. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. If you don't already, follow along on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow on, I always say Twitter, but follow on X at W underscore DeLorean Pod. A lot more news and notes are to come in the coming days about the new shows coming to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. And maybe... Some more guests coming to the Wrestling Lauren podcast. So you don't want to miss out on that. I love you all. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. I'll be back here on Friday with a new episode of the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. So stay safe, stay strong, stay positive. I love you all. Peace out, y'all.